0: Who are the top 10 prospects in the Guardian system? No, I'm asking. Who do you think? Uh, We're going to get into the top prospects. Who's the most overrated, underrated sleeper? We're going to go deep on the guys who are the future of the Cleveland Guardians on today's episode of Locked On Guardians. You are Locked On Guardians. Your daily podcast on the Cleveland Guardians. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day hello and welcome to locked on guardians i want to thank you for making locked on guardians your first listen today and every day wherever it is you get podcasts uh we cover your team every day Cleveland guardians in this case being your team that we cover every day uh just some general housekeeping before we kind of lay out the show uh i want to start off with uh we will get into the rule changes in the after show uh that is official now uh kind of a slow day for baseball in general Um, we did want to take a moment before we start talking prospects to give a shout out say our thoughts um, are with nick enright who uh, was taken by the uh, florida my sorry miami marlins in the expansion. Oof, I am butchering it today in the uh, rule five draft, not an expansion draft. Uh, and it was, he has, I believe, non-Hodgkin's lymphoma. Um, I absolutely, hate, I mean, listen, I hate that news for anyone. I hate that news for a guy I thought was a hundred percent guaranteed to make that bullpen. Um, I was sad to see him go, but I was very excited for him to have that opportunity. Uh, hopefully, you know, this is one of the situations where he's just going to blow through this and we'll see him pitch this year for the Marlins.
1: Yeah. I believe it's, I believe it's Hodgkin's lymphoma that he has. I, I, am okay. not I get up on the, I'm not up on the difference. Yes, you're right. It's Hodgkin's two.
0: lymphoma. I, I'm not sure the difference.
1: Yeah. But I uh, yeah, put that out on Instagram today and, and the Marlins reporter, Craig Mish had that and mm-hmm. um, he's completed his first round of treatments already and, you know, has the good support of, of a good family and there are Marlins organizations behind him. And uh seems like he's in good spirits. Uh Mom, who is, uh has been a listener of, of different Guardians-focused uh, podcasts, uh, let us know on Twitter that uh, he's his first round of treatments is doing well. And, you know, he's a hard worker and he's going to fight this thing. And uh, she said he's doing well with the treatment and she will be sure to let us know when he makes his MLB debut. So they they are confident and they are, are ready to fight. And we wish all the best to, to Nick Enright to – put this behind him and, uh, defeat it, and get back on the field. And so we can watch him make his major league debut this season.
0: Uh, from, I know this is, you know, locked on guardians, and not locked on health, but from what I've looked at and saw, um, I got confused. Liam Hendricks has non Hodgkin's lymphoma. Hodgkin's lymphoma is more predictable, easier to treat has better outcomes. So, you know, not necessarily want to say anyone is good, but it seems like this is the preferable one to get, um in this situation. So, you know, we wish anyone well who's suffering or has family members suffering because that's one of those things that affects the whole family. And we look forward to Nick Enright um kicking uh Cancer's butt. I can't say the word I want to say on our family friendly podcast and and uh getting back to pitching this year. Now having said that, um should we how do you uh how do you want to attack this? You know, everyone's releasing their prospect list. Um let's see we've seen perfect not perfect game. We've seen Fangrass with Eric Hagen We've seen Keith Law. I think Kylie McDaniel might have as well. I don't have ESPN insider, so I, I don't actually I respect Kylie. I don't read his stuff or it's it's just I don't have an account and I'm also I don't steal, you know. I'm not like, hey, someone give me your login. Um <laughs>
1: yeah.
0: I I think, I think MLB think... is updated theirs, so, so I think it's in baseball prospectus. Did I think everyone has essentially done it now? Baseball America did a while ago, so I think Keith might have been the last or Kylie was the last
1: uh it was him or, yeah it was it was kylie or keith from the last so i think every major outlet has already had their guardians prospects out uh
0: and we waited so we could just change our list after seeing all of these right that's why correct we are doing, of course, yeah. yes
1: i can we're tell no you exactly changer. who is one through ten on everyone's list right at the top okay. of my head uh yeah I, I have no idea but
0: i could say there were literally no changes outside of us being like okay that one's a little weird that one's a little different Oh, I didn't have that info or that info it's, that's our discussion. It's more like, Oh, maybe they have information we don't have. Sometimes um, people have that kind of advanced data. We can't always get on minor league p- players. Um, so you just try to look, but I don't think anyone's had any influence on us on any level. Uh, it was just more of like, Hey, it's interesting to see what others do. But No,
1: I mean, I started, I started my list back in January, uh, mid January. And I, mm-hmm. I just finished it a few weeks ago, but um I put mine out over on my newsletter a few weeks ago. So yeah. people, people who have read that have already seen my list and um, but I'm also constantly updating my list too. Yeah. I'm thinking through things and I'm looking at video cause I'm trying to finish my scouting reports for the full list on that's on my newsletter. So um,
0: yeah, I got to figure out my Justin Boyd slotting. That's that's one of those though. Yeah. Things. I haven't
1: done that either. Um, I haven't done that either. I, he will not be in our, either of our top 10 no, spoiler alert. No.
0: Uh, he's somewhere between like 18 to 24 for me. That's, that's where it's looking like he'll likely slot for me. Yeah, um, uh, you know, I, I, you can go back one of our top 10 videos ever. It's not hard to feel look at views was when I did a, a list in August. And I will say the one problem with that midseason list is when you were doing this show every single day, uh, my time to watch minor league games is sometimes limited. It's a lot more of a statistical heavy list. So if you're like, wow, you've really changed things from August to now, well, I, I got a chance to watch more video. I got a chance to talk to more people. Like that's the ever evolving nature of these things. My off season list is always much stronger than my in season list. Um, that just, especially cause I, with me doing the draft, I am very focused on the draft until about July. And then I switch over uh, to minor league stuff as much as I can while doing major league stuff. So uh, if you want to go and compare for fun, you can go dig up that uh, video from August and laugh at the changes, but, uh, yeah, I should, do. I do. We want to talk about who just missed before we dive into our top six or top 10 to six.
1: Yeah, yeah, go give me your uh, your two guys, 11 and 12, who didn't quite make it. Who are the guys that you would have considered for the top 10? I mean, this is this is the thing that's hard, right? Like, we're doing a top 10 because it's in the interest of time, and I don't know if anybody wants to sit here and listen to us talk about 20 players back and forth, although we're going to talk I mean, about we both 10. go to-
0: I mean, I'm, at, I'm sitting at 58 right now. Well, 59. Yeah, I and I re-
1: I wrote about 80 when I put my list out, so I could go deep too, and, and that's that's the hard part about this. And, this. and this is a deep system. Like, there are guys who are probably ranked like 13 and 14 on this list who could easily be in the top 10 somewhere else. I mean, not that either of us have talked about where we're going to put Justin Boyd yet, but MLB Pipeline, I think you pointed out to me, on the reds list on pipeline, 16? he was 29 or 15, 15, 15. Yeah. And then he came, he comes to Cleveland and pipeline puts him at 29. So that just tells you where the system is. So uh, not that that's a, you know, a, a scientific method to do no. things, but um, I will say my oh, the depth,
0: my eight to 14 is like very close. Like you could
1: mm-hmm.
0: put them in a can, shake them up, drop them out. And they'd be, you know, it's it, I, this grouping is all about the same overall value. It's just more like when they get to be this close, I kind of look at them and I go, who would I be sadder if they traded? Like, that's just kind of like it's more yeah. of a gut check than than anything else. Like, which player would I be more willing to give up? And that's kind of the final separator after you go through well, everything else. It's just kind of that gut feel of, like, the valuation on them.
1: But if you're more willing to give them up, what does that say like, you got to be able to give up something to get it, – it's got to hurt yes. to trade somebody, no. right? Yes, it, it, it hurts. It's, it's
0: like who hurts the most. Like, that's what right. it kind of gets to through 8 to 14. Like, which of these guys would hurt the most? My two just missed, and at various times they were in the top 10 as I was working through. us. So for Joey Cantillo and Gabby Arias. Uh, Cantillo is just the health. Um, if he had pitched well this year, he might have been – top. if he had been – he did pitch well. If he had been healthy, uh, he might have been top five. Like I think he has that much potential slash ceiling. Uh, it was a down year for Gabby also had some health issues. Uh, we were talking beforehand and I asked you, I go, is the ceiling or is the middle range outcome between Gabby Arias and George Valera that different? And because I was debating that all day, it's like Valera does walk more. But, you know, and then if they aren't that dissimilar, isn't Arias have to be a higher rated prospect because his defensive value is so much higher. So, you know, it's it's that stuff where these guys are all really close but that was my eleven and twelve. Um, if you're curious, I, I will throw out Delator and Campbell were the next two. That's that's that like top fourteen grouping before I, I get that next tier.
1: Yeah, I really wanted to find a way to get Delator in the top ten. Obviously, there's a lot of talent there, but um, I mean, I think we have to see some things play out with him. You want to yeah. see how his he's got a unique uh, swing. It's a little bit different. He leaks yes. a little bit early, and it has worked for him so far. We don't know how it's going to work in the pros. He has a limited track record. So I think it's a little, you know, we're talking about him not being in the top 10 now and he could come out and perform like crazy. And we're going to be like, wow, you guys really were low on him. You didn't believe in him. So we'll see there. Uh, I've had different iterations on my list over the last month, like I've said. So my list has actually changed over the last few weeks. Um, I originally had Will Brennan in my top 10. I do not right now. Uh, he mm. is number 11 for me. I just, I, I'm, I am still a huge believer in Will Brennan and it's just, you know, factoring in different things, learning more things, watching more video, hearing more things. And um, I move some other guys back up. So Will Brennan to me, I mean, even being 11th on this list is really good. Um, still think there's a chance he could be, I don't know, it's an outside chance he could be an everyday regular. I think it's more likely he's a platoon hitter. Um, you know, he's a guy who probably t- sits more against lefties, but does everything else, you know, pretty well. He doesn't get to a ton of power. So he's just at the side of the top 10 for me. And then DeLauder at 12, I had a hard time splitting those two up. Ranking the outfielders for me was hard this year, and that's not something we've had to worry about too much in the past, right? Like, you've got Valera, you've got DeLauder, you've got Brennan, you've got Choria, and now you have Justin Boyd, you have Petey Halpin. Like, it's finally hard to rank the outfielders. And like I said, my process kind of starts with, okay, I take – I rank the starting pitchers, and then I rank the, the the shortstops, and then I rank the outfielders. Like, I put them all in order so that way I already know how I feel about those players – and I don't move anybody positionally above anybody else unless I've made a change. So the water is 12 for me just outside there. And, you know, obviously he could perform like a top 10 prospect um, depending on where he starts this year. I, I hope it's Lake County. I don't know what they're going to do with him, but I hope it's, I could see it being Lynchburg, but Lake County to me would be a good start for him. But those are my two just missed. Do you want to, go through our 10 through six on the other side here.
0: We're going to have to go through 10 through six on the other side. Uh, It's just the timing of it. We're going to have to go through 10 through six. We're going to have to go 10 to one on the other side. Also overrated, underrated sleeper. (laughs) Uh, We have a lot to talk about. There's no way it's going to all get covered in the full audio show. So pre, pre, pre prepared. But we will be discussing in depth 10 through six in the next segment. In a moment though, after we talk about our good friends over at built bar, uh, you know, I talked about them, If you heard about yesterday's show right now, it's free shipping through Valentine's day. So you want to hurry up and get on that order because that's tomorrow right now through Valentine's day. So I assume that tomorrow is the last day of free shipping over at builtbar.com. And, you know, you can go to Sam's club and get uh built bar. You can go to Walmart and get built bar. And, and those are, you know, they have solid flavors there with that but if you want to get the full experience, you want to try some of these more interesting, like the brownie batter puff or the double chocolate bar. If you want to get the maple donut, the caramel apple, the banana cream pie, you got to go to billbarcom Use the promo code lock 15 to save 15% on your order. And Like I said, right now through Valentine's day, you get three shipping on top of that 15%. Uh, but then also, you know, if you're don't feel like waiting, drive over to Sam's club, uh, drive over to Walmart right now. Uh, you can get a four bar box of cookies and cream, double chocolate or coconut puff at Walmart and at Sam's club. You can get a 13 bar box with brownie batter and churro churro is one of my favorites. That is, I would recommend if you are a member going to Sam's club and getting that one, check out a today or go to Sam's clubs or Walmart. Uh, I just gave today. One of my students was starving. Didn't have a snack. I gave her the, um, the birthday cake, which currently is unavailable, but how many fifth. Yeah yeah, fifth graders are going to eat a protein bar. Not many. She ate that one down. I can tell you that. So go check out Built Bar for yourself. 10. Uh, I talked about the other guys first. Why don't you dive into your 10th first?
1: Uh, number 10, and this was, it wasn't an easy one, but I, I'm, this is a guy I'm looking for to have a big year. I know he doesn't have a major like track or a pro track record yet, but I decided that Justin Campbell is probably going to have a, uh, getting ahead of myself breakouts. I think um, Justin Campbell will be the next pitching prospect that kind of jumps out everybody for Cleveland. So I, I went with him in number 10. I think there's a good chance that um, they've already worked with him and he is going to hit the ground running for them.
0: Well, you know, I've been reading Twitter and and uh, seeing some sources that say that Will Brennan will be the starting center fielder for the guardians by opening day. I'm I'm kidding. Um, those aren't good sources. That's, that's me being a jerk there. Uh, Will Brennan is a solid fourth outfielder right now. I still wish there, I mean, there's a lot of reasons. I wish the pandemic hadn't happened. I do think if there had been no pandemic, you might still be a two-way guy. I did believe in him as kind of a swing lefty. Um, I, I would have been curious to see if he had gotten a chance to continue that. He's got a good arm. He can play all three outfield spots. Obviously, if he was a he was dra- he was announced as a two-way guy uh yeah i don't know how well he's gonna ever hit lefties and that is an issue um with this team in general it's definitely not built to hit them but i don't know the overall package is like 50 to 55 across the board he's really safe he's going to be he's going to be a big leaguer for a long time it's just a question of uh is he going to be like average or is you know is he going to be like Robbie grossman esque or is he going to be you know with those peaks and valleys uh i mean different hitting profile he's not going to walk as much but or is there a little bit more? Could he be closer to someone like Mark Kaneha in terms of ceiling? And uh, yeah, those are former Oakland athletics that I'm comparing. But, uh, uh, you know, I, I think I'm curious to see where it goes. Um, he's a safe bet.
1: Yeah, for sure. Yeah, and that, that's one of the things i do in this list is do you prefer risk? Do you go with upside? Do you go with guys that you feel like are going to hit their ceiling? Like, I, I don't know what Will Brennan's ceiling is. I, I mean, obviously, we know like George Valera probably has a higher ceiling probability wise it's more likely that will brennan hits his ceiling versus george valera but you've got to kind of you know decide how you feel about the safety of those and and how you what what you value more do you want to go with nine you want me to go with nine
0: sure i'll go nine uh i couldn't really separate my outfielder so i have george valera here and i know you've heard a lot of hating quote-unquote hating for me on Valera. i i just think there's a little too much hype on him right now um almost has been from day one like when he was three years ago when i was hosting this podcast and people were telling me it was a plus hit tool and i'm screaming it is not i don't care what anyone has to say that i don't see any way like statistically and through video a pretty swing is not a plus hit tool the problem for until like 10 years ago was really pretty swing equated plus hit tool and that's why we had a lot of weirdness in baseball with uh, guys who had quote unquote plus hit tools not hitting uh he gets the ball he hits There are some concerns in the upper and lower part of the zones with Valera, and I'm curious to see, uh, you know, is that going to be a continued issue? Was it just fully exploited this year because he was at levels where pitchers could do that? Um, And then I think one of those things that kind of gets not reported as much with him is health health is an issue here. Like it, it doesn't get brought up a lot, but why is listen? Blair has a higher ceiling than Brennan. Like Valera has a chance to be a guy who can make it to a few all-star games. I, I mean, he's Carlos Santana. If everything goes well, like he is, mm-hmm. you know, that's who he is. And that is a really good profile, but my concern, even more so than maybe a slightly grooved swing or a swing that, you know, where there are things you can take advantage of is the health. And I mean, he's only had one really in-depth season uh, in terms of games. I believe last year was the first time over 90 games, I could be wrong with that, uh, but if I'm wrong, then it's the first time over 100 games. He's, health has been, and yes, there was COVID, but even in other years in the minors, he just hasn't been healthy enough to get out there. So I'm that—that that is, to me, the thing that people aren't fixated on that is a little more concerning. I mean, not to say that the other stuff isn't a concern, but yeah, I'm betting on ceiling. I think he's going to be an above-average regular. I'm more concerned with him as a platoon guy than Brennan, honestly. And then, um, you know, I, I do see... Uh, I just, I feel like if he turns into Carlos Santana, I'll be ecstatic. And there's just going to be a lot of disappointed fans
1: out there with that outcome. Probably. I mean, yeah, he's, he's definitely the victim of the hype of the hype machine, not of his own fault. And also because he was a 2017 international class signee, like we've been talking about him five, six years now. So I wonder if there's some prospect fatigue there, which does happen. I mean, that happened to Nolan Jones uh, I feel like it's maybe happened to Tyler Freeman a little bit. I don't know. And you, and you get these guys who've been talked about for like four years and they haven't made the major league debut. You know, you start to be like, well, when's this guy going to make it? Is, is he even that good? And you start to pick more flaws and instead of just kind of look at them, but you're right. Health is definitely an issue. We know he had um, handmade surgery again. That's that would be a second handmade surgery this off season. Not, not the second time he's had the surgery, but it'd be a second surgery for handmade, a handmade issue um, ever. So it's definitely a concern. I still think, yeah, I think it could be an average regular for sure. I have him at number eight, so I'll skip ahead there and tell you that. But um, number nine, I have Logan Allen. I, I didn't drop Logan Allen. A lot of people are actually pretty high on Logan Allen, than, higher than I am. And I, I thought I was a big Logan Allen guy last year, but he did hit some scuffles at triple a, I think he'll correct those, but he also um, the velocity is probably going to be a limiter for him. He's got to be fine. I know, I know the fastball has a unique angle on it. makes it tough for hitters to pick up. But um, it was tough for him at A with that. So velocity is going to be an issue. But uh, I, I still think he has a chance to be a good uh, number four, number five starter. And we're talking like a good number five starter, not just like a guy that you plug in. And, you know, he's he's not Adam Plutko. Adam Plutko and Josh Tomlin were your number five starter types, I think, some years. Or they were your six starter types. Uh, Allen's better than that. I think he could be like a high-end four.
0: Yeah, I think he's so here's the funny of us is he's my eight, so we flip flopped Valera yeah. and Alan. And listen, I think for as much and as that was for me
1: upside. That was that was upside for me, it was upside for Valera versus maybe less upside for for Alan.
0: Fair enough, and I would agree with that assessment. Um, but I liked the outcomes for the likely outcomes of Alan more than the like like Here's the thing. If Logan Allen struggles, he's probably just going to be a really strong reliever. Like there's enough in there that you feel confident he's a major league pitcher. I think it'll be fine. I think a lot is made out of a little. Triple um, A was very weird this year. It was, uh, it was a Tim Heron on the show who talked about the baseball was slippery. A lot of mm-hmm. guys saw big walk rate jumps when they got up there. So at the same time, I caution anyone who's like, using walk rate data for hitters after the promotion to AAA to show massive improvement, because it seemed like the ball was slipping and the guys' pitchers were walking um, at a much higher rate. Logan Allen, I believe Tim Heron had the issue. I'm trying to think who else. Got, like I said, I think Andrew Miziazik was about the only guy who got called up who didn't have that issue. Uh, it Nick was Enright con- didn't have the
1: issue. Yeah, Nick Enright,
0: yeah. Those, those two were about it. Everyone else had a bit of a struggle with that promotion. And Columbus is also not a pitcher-friendly park um, at all. So there's a lot of reasons that a player could struggle and just like maybe we're putting too much in George Valera before, you know, his struggles this year in the top and the lower part of the zone. Um, Like I said, for me, like that was a component with his health. Logan Allen's had a clean health sheet. So that's one of the reasons he's also higher for me. Uh, You know, I think it's a pretty solid bet to be a back end four or five. I think there's deception and then the secondary offerings are strong like there's no doubt he has enough of a mix to to be able to get out righties get out lefties and yeah it would have been nice if he had been like the typical cleveland guy to add some you know miles power some rpms that hasn't happened but i think there's enough it's a good athletic profile i'm a believer in his potential uh now i will say do i think he's like the best lefty in the system by ranking yes because he's safer i think cantillo could be the better pitcher but I mean, mm-hmm. after all he has missed the last two years, Allen is just such a safer bet. So that's that's kind of I I, I really debated going back and forth on those two, but in the end, I went for safety.
1: Yeah, for sure, safety. It, it, you don't have to go by one measure either. Like you can yeah. you can say, well, I feel more comfortable projecting this guy's health or based on track record. I feel I really like this guy's upside, even though there's risk there. Like you don't have to do it one specific way. You can, it's always about balancing everything, like you know this guy you feel if you feel a certain way about somebody and you're willing to live with the risk on one guy but maybe not the other and value safety like in will brennan you know there's many ways to do this so speaking of that you want to do six and seven because my number six uh, i should say seven and six my number six uh is going to fall into something we just talked about
0: um Why don't we take a break and come back and do six and seven and kind of see where the show is taking us. See if maybe we end up making this a multi-show event or how we end up handling it. But I think we should take our next, uh, take a moment, come back with your setup that you got some interesting things brewing here at six and seven. But first let's take a moment and talk about our good friends over at FanDuel. Uh, Listen, if you were one of the many people who maybe lost money on yesterday's Super Bowl. (laughs) due to that uh, that interference call that was all the talk of school maybe uh not the time you want to hear but let's at the same time always good to get a head start and if you had a bad beat remember it's the time for the no sweat first bet of up to $1000 that's a bonus bet back if your first bet doesn't win so if yours was a first bet on FanDuel guess what You get your bonus bet. You get the no sweat first bet. Just download the FanDuel Sportsbook app. It's safe, secure, and super easy to use. And you can bet on everything from the money line to point scores and threes drained. Uh, Again, I say bet the over on the Guardians. That's my one that I feel pretty confident about. Plus, FanDuel even lets you combine your bets for a chance at a bigger payout with the same game parlay. So don't miss the chance to get your no sweat first bet up to $1,000 in bonus bets when you go to FanDuel.com slash locked on. That's FanDuel.com slash locked on to learn more. Make every moment more with FanDuel, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. So do you want you want me to lead off with seven?
1: Yeah, go, go ahead and give me your seven okay. and six. My, my seven and six
0: five. is, uh, I have seven as Cody Morris. Uh, there are health concerns there. A lot of people are really down on him. I noticed nationally, that was one of my big takeaways. I think people don't believe in his ability as a starter. Some projection systems, I mean, he's got, he missed a ton of bats. Like you just, his stuff is not, does not come around often. And there is a degree of underrepresentation of the value of relievers outside of the baseball community. We see relievers go for big trade halls, see the value in some of these guys. And then prospect wise, we tended to lower them, you know, and even if Morris is a reliever, he's still a top 10 talent to me. I am that much into that arm. It's just, again, health is the concern, but I think his, uh, if he was healthy, he'd already be part of this rotation if he hadn't missed part of last year. Um, And I would, he would be, it's very close to a big four for me. And then at number six is uh, Angel Martinez. Uh, You know, we, we can debate the position, bat plays, good data that we've seen or heard from, you know, sources and, you know, young for his level, high performing, does a bit of everything. Um isn't he a bloodline guy as well? His dad was like a backup catcher for Sandy a long time. Martinez. Yeah. Yep. So it's, you know, he's uh he's got it all. Like he's really got everything. Uh I feel like if he was in a different organization, he might be a more hyped prospect. He'd be top one hundred everywhere. Um him being outside of the top five is just due to uh the depth of this organization. Um, I really strongly have made it you know a few debates about flipping six and five um but he is sitting at six for me
1: number six seven for me was Brian Rocchio. I guess I dropped him a little bit more than most people have but uh I still think there's a good chance for him to be an average regular I I have said before on the show I have some concerns about him having a, an Ahmed Rosario type profile or he was a top prospect for for a lot of people maybe not I mean Rosario was even higher than Rokio. Rosario was super high on a lot of top hundred lists even not just the Mets mm-hmm. list. Uh Marocchio hasn't quite gotten that far, but I, you know, they're he's a little over aggressive at times and, and there are there seems to be some defensive lapses. Not a huge concern. I think he'll still be fine. There's power there. I just I wonder if he'll he'll be a little too aggressive and that's going to limit his hit tool. We'll see. He's still pretty young. So um I might be a little bit lower on him than most, but I still have I still think he can be an average regular maybe a 2020 guy, which maybe if he plays good defense, I'm underrating him, but um, that's because I like Angel Martinez a little more, but I don't have him at six. I have Cody Morris there for the same reasons you do. I, I'm still high on Cody Morris. I've been high on him since I saw him for the first time, I think in, in 2019 at Lake County. Um, just hasn't been healthy. Yeah. He, if he was healthy, there's no, if he's, if he had been healthy the last three, three years, really, uh, I, don't, I guess he can't count 2020, but you know, he would already be in the rotation. Like you said, There'd be no no concerns, but if he ends up being a reliever, he'll be an impact reliever. It's just a matter of how many innings you can get out of him. 50 to 100 innings of Cody Morris is going to be a good player. Uh, I like this stuff too, and I just hope they can find a way to keep him healthy because in some capacity, he is going to impact this team uh, this year in, in some role. I, I still feel like he breaks, the, the camp, or breaks camp with the team. I know you said you think that he might go to AAA and be a starter. I think he'll be on the team to start. So that's where we're at 10 to six. What do you, what do you want to do with five through one? We're, we're quickly getting towards the end here. It might be hard. You want to say, I,
0: I think we should say five to one till tomorrow. We'll tease that. Um, okay. Let's do you want to do let, let's steal some of our uh, superlatives. Do you want to do the, our sleeper uh, breakout uh, overrated, underrated let's pick two of these and do these instead. And then we'll do slave the other two in the top five for tomorrow
1: let's do overrated underrated today. And then tomorrow okay. we'll do sleepers and breakouts. So overrated underrated, who, who is your, this is not just our list. This is just yeah. Uh, not, not calling anybody out specifically. This is just like general, um, how, the conversation around, around certain prospects that we see, uh, whether it's fans other you know, maybe other writers or just even our, even maybe we can pick each other's own list. Cause I'm not going to be offended. If Jeff tells me I'm an idiot for ranking one guy somewhere, he doesn't, or if, Maybe that's very maybe much something
0: you. I have a history of doing with you as well. Is, you are is, such yeah. a jerk. Yes, so. I always call you an idiot and then throw things. Um, I so let's start with overrated. I I'm gonna throw a name out there just because it's we've had people ask in the comments. Um, you know, he's appeared in the top twenty of some lists, and that's it's Tanner Burns right now. And it's just not to say I think Tanner Burns can be a major league pitcher, but I think he's a reliever. Um, when he was drafted, I talked about my concern was he wasn't maintaining velocity through a college season. Cleveland does a lot of great things, but he still had issues. A lot of the secondary offerings have backed up. I feel like a lot of people talking about him now are talking about who he was a few years ago, that he's not quite some of that stuff isn't as sharp as it is. And some of the data I see now, this isn't to say he can't come and turn the world on fire. He can't make me look like a fool. He absolutely could. Um, there is, you know, the, the pitch mix to be interesting, but I think when you look at the limited spots in the system, he is quickly on his way to being a reliever and, and there are other guys who've underperformed, you know, Tommy Mace comes to mind from, uh, two years ago's class, but, uh, you know, he's not as highly ranked. So Burns is the only guy I've heard, get some hype where I'm kind of like, eh, I, I don't see him as a starter right now.
1: Yeah. I'm with the untamed Burns. I haven't watched him in the last two years between, Lake County and Akron. He he had some good moments at Lake County. The stuff is there. Clearly he could be a major league pitcher. Um, fastball velocity has waned for him for sure. He's relied more on the secondaries. There's been injuries. There were injury concerns back in college. And I, as of right now, I would probably safe more safely project him as a reliever. And I've got him way down my list at uh, uh, 44, actually. There's a lot of places where he's top 20. He's 44 for me right now. I just don't. I don't know how – I mean, he's got to have the velocity to be an impact reliever. Maybe he goes to the bullpen and he ends up being able to hold the velocity better, so that's probably where – 49 um, for me. Yeah, so we're we're close on that. And, you know, he might make us look bad, right? So we'll see. I mean, we haven't seen him as a reliever yet, and maybe he'll come back this year healthy as a starter, but the track record says that he has not been able to hold the stuff and the velocity over a full season. So I'm with you on – On burns a little bit. Their guy probably throw a lot of caution out is probably, I I feel like it's risky to say this, but Jose Tanya, I feel like Jose Tanya has been pushed up a lot of places. And, and I, and I, I struggle with this one because Tanya could play shortstop. He is a great, I, I don't know if I should say great. He's a good shortstop. He is a quality defender at shortstop. I think, um, so that gives him a certain amount of floor as a prospect. If you're able to play the infield, especially shortstop to a good degree defensively, and you're a left-handed hitter, you're going to have more chances. He's a good runner. So he has some, you know, some skills there that are going to give him a good floor, but I see a lot of people really think the bat's going to be good. And it's like, the approach is so aggressive and there's, there's a lot of places to beat him as a hitter. You know, he, doesn't get the stuff low in the zone very well. And I mean, he does low and inside, but he chases. Um, he just has, you know, this is a, a type of profile. I have a blind spot to, you know, this is, this is an Oscar Gonzalez type thing, right? Jose Tanya doesn't strike out a lot. Like, it's not like he's got a strikeout rate. That's like, wow, he's never going to make the majors. Like, you know, he's not uh striking out like John Kenzie Noel, he's not striking out like Bobby Bradley. You know, it's, it's a low to mid twenties strikeout profile, but they're just no walks. And um, it, it's very, you know, batting average on balls and play dependent. He doesn't, I don't think he has the exit velocities a lot of guys do either. Like, Oscar Gonzalez, at least, always hit the ball well, performed like crazy in the minors. We just didn't believe it. I, I didn't. And the exit velocities were always pretty good, at least they were in 2021 when he had his breakout. I don't think the same holds for Tanya. Um, I just don't know. And like, he's had a 16 10 season last year, he hit 14 homers, still eight bases. I just, and he's only 21, so maybe, maybe when he catches up age-wise. Remember what we said. Remember what you said you can't, you know, overstock, put too much stock in the age thing because if you're a good performing prospect, no matter what age you are, you're gonna show flashes. And he showed flashes. But and the other thing I worry about too is this is gonna be his what his second major league option, his, his mm-hmm. uh, minor league option this year coming up. You know, the time is limited for him to make it work on on the level. So. He might go back to AAA this year. We'll see what happens, but um, I, I just have a lot of concerns about if the bat's ever going to play enough for him to be a regular. I think it's more likely he's a, a bench player because of the bat. Like, maybe, I don't know, J- Jonathan Scope has maybe made that profile work, and he was a good defender at second last year by the Metrics, uh, and he's been a regular, but, I don't know. The uh, It's one of those high-risk profiles, right?
0: Yeah, no. Uh, it's Jonathan, you know scope has also been a really good defender and that's about it. Like, you know, it's, uh, w- which is what you're saying, but it's like scope isn't really a starter for most good teams. So,
1: well, and he's also second base only and he hasn't played yeah. short. So, but he's also had a couple 20 home run seasons and maybe a 30 home run season. I'm not mistaken. So I don't even know if Tana gets to that point just because yeah. of the strikeouts uh, or the fact that he's so aggressive. I know scope is aggressive too, but the numbers don't quite add up. Um, who is your underrated prospect? Before we get out of here,
0: So I had a hard time with this one because, like, I I was too much in my own head. Whereas, definitely, like, oh, but this guy's kind of interesting, and this guy's kind of interesting. Um, apparently, this is side note. My cat's new thing is just sit here and bathe herself off the corner. That's two shows in a row. No, no decency. Underrated with these. No, no decency with these uh, small furry BCs. Um, I. Speaking of small furry beasties, I'm kidding. No, I, I have no idea about wow. the, the fur level of, of this player. But I, I feel like right now, uh, Cody Morris is, you know, he's not very small either. But I just, it's amazing me the number of places that didn't even rank him in the top 20. Uh, this stuff is really good. I understand the health, but this stuff, his stuff is comparable with the big three. Mm. He has that much swing and miss ability um yeah if you think he's gonna be a reliever it does push him down but he should absolutely still be a top 10 talent because he's, he's gonna be an elite reliever if that's what he is like he's gonna be in that class of like 99 and trevor stefan and what we saw this past year i firmly believe that i'm not gonna put anyone in the class a class because honestly i think class a is in a hall of fame class right now if he keeps doing what he's doing but i think you know that next tier down i i think Mullers could absolutely be that Uh, it's kind of down to him and Cantillo. I also think people are not high enough on Cantillo. Um, I I get it. Both are injury guys, but that's mine.
1: Yeah, I... I, The injuries are definitely a factor in stuff like this. I I don't want to rely too heavily on that because there's a reason people are lower on them. It's because of the injuries. Um, There's a lot of guys I consider. I'm going to cheat, if you'll allow me a little bit here, to do a pitcher and a hitter because I I had a hard time deciding here. Um, Go for it. I... Yeah, I think for hitter, I could have gone a lot of directions here. You know, you know, I love Nate Furman. You know, I like Mike Caprice. I think Gabriel Rodriguez is a a guy uh, everyone's sleeping on. He had a very solid, underrated year last year in Lake County. I debated him. A very, yeah. He had a very poor 2021 coming back from the pandemic loss season. Uh, showed some power. Showed some pick, pitch recognition skills. The defensive third is fantastic. So, I think it might be a struggle for him in double A this year, just because of age and catching up and everything. And he did have labrum surgery or some sort of shoulder surgery of the off season. He's healthy now and he's swinging a bat, So that's not as big a deal, but um, I think people are sleeping on him a little bit. I think he remember he was a, one of the highest paid players in his, among the draft class among the guardians, I think in 2017, 18, was it 18?
0: He was their highest paid player. Wait, you said draft class, it threw me off. International, right? right international. Sorry. Yes, yeah. He's the highest he got the highest bonus ever of an international prospect. They had for, given out. for uh, now counting Jenny bias. Yeah, yeah not right. counting like that. But yeah. No, I just want to so make sure i like, wait, is there another? I don't know. Sometimes no. I get in my own head. But uh people
1: have have forgotten about that a little bit. And pitcher wise, I uh pitcher wise, I would probably have to go with Ryan Webb. I think Ryan Webb was a fantastic pitcher in college, and mm-hmm. this is probably an injury one too, to be fair. People probably haven't seen him a lot and he was coming off Tommy John, but he is one of those guys I feel like fits in the Guardians class where you know, oh, I'm sorry. And Ryan, I should have made Ryan. I meant to say Jack Leffwich. Ryan Webb is one of them. Jack Lewitch is another guy too. Had a fantastic year last year. Should have started the year in Lake County. Started in Lynchburg because of um pitching depth and didn't have a, a innings for him at, at Lake County. they should have flopped him and Tommy Mace because Mace struggled. But uh Jack which I think. I'll I'll give you a preview tomorrow. Jack left, which might be my breakout for this year. Might be.
0: Yeah, he's you know, it, certainly that uh, 2021 draft class is the gift that keeps on giving. Uh, it might be. Might be the 20, yeah.
1: might rival the twenty sixteen draft class.
0: Or the go back to twenty eleven. You know, it's it's uh was it twenty so it's five years between twenty eleven, twenty sixteen, five years between twenty sixteen, twenty twenty one. I'm seeing a pattern here. Yeah, every Seeing five a years pattern, just, just stating it every five years is a historically great draft. And then I'll just throw this in. The other fun little fact with those is in both cases, they traded for additional players later from those classes that helped their core. So some fun That's layers right. upon layers to connect those classes. But uh, on behalf of Justin, I am Jeff. I want to thank you for listening, reading, reviewing, downloading. It helps. Remember to click the subscribe, share it with a friend, tell everyone, you know, make sure you're watching daily. Uh, let us know what you want to watch. Yesterday's show, I'm just going to put it out there, kind of fell flat on its face. So let us know what wasn't interesting. Is World Baseball Classic not have appeal? Uh, is there something you'd prefer us to talk about? Please, we will take that in. You know, Let us know. And go, go, Guardians, go.